Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Tamra Singer, and today I have the great pleasure of Tony. He is from Oklahoma in America. He's in his 40s and he has a schizoaffective um, bipolar type uh, diagnosis. So welcome to the show, Tony. How are you doing today? I'll tell you right up front, Duncan. Uh, when I when you, when we talked a week ago about scheduling this podcast to do this interview, I thought I was going to be a put together representation of what a person with schizoaffective disorder looks like. I was going to represent the the people well. I was going to put forth my best face. I have had one of the worst nights, uh, maybe the worst night in my schizoaffective life just tonight i've been up all night and now it's 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 noon here in 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 oklahoma and i you just happened to catch me on the the day of my worst day do you want to know about that this will be an interesting interview (laughs) okay fine man what happened what happened What, what did you get triggered or something you know, I've had some triggers building over the last, uh, oh, and right now, uh, the supposed people who are, are targeting me are blasting my head with microwave energy, um, is, is a, supposedly what's happening now about right now, about 80% of my, uh, belief system says that's true. And about 20% believes that it's not, and that I am have an illness. <clears throat> that of you, course you, is the delusion. You know, um, I've also got a very stable delusion which I quietly accept about myself, which normal people would think, "Oh, what, what's he on about?" But so, so okay. I, can see, <laughs> I can see where you're coming from there. You know, right. I, I I have a delusion which I which I accept myself and I live by. And I think, yeah, that's what I think it is, and that's it. It works for me, and I'm happy with that. Oh, so, I wish you know, mine worked I mean, a little, so you... uh, a little better than it works. Uh, it it causes me a lot of problems, and um, but yeah, I I believe that I'm uh, being targeted by the deep state here in America, and that they are using microwave uh, a new technology that's unknown um, that uh, is where they can emit uh, shoot microwaves into your body and pinpoint uh, your brain or any part of your body they want. And, um, they, so they're doing that to me and, and all, all night last night I had pain all over different parts of my body at varying times. Um, I was in, uh, just agony, uh, all night. And then I experienced voices 24 seven, uh, all day, every day. And I have for the last five years. So, um, they were very busy last night telling me all kinds of different lies and maybe some truths. Who knows? So I was up all night last night dealing with that, and here I am now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, how, how, are you, how are you feeling now? I mean, you're putting, you're giving me, you know, you sound okay kind of thing, but is it just kind of like, you know, well, uh, this is just a daily occurrence for me, so I've got no choice, got to just get through it somehow. Well, not really. I mean, this is what I'm going through right now is not a daily occurrence, Duncan. It's uh, what's happening is I'll, I'll just be completely honest with you, man. I'm I'm going to be very bare, uh, very, very, uh, you know, to the core here. Um, I 
uh, earlier tonight, for me, it's still nighttime. <laughs> so, uh, because I've been up all night earlier today, I cried and laughed at the same time for about at least 20 minutes straight. Okay. And I was crying and laughing at the same time because I was in such a whirlwind of not knowing what's real, what's fake, what is hallucination or delusion and what is illness and not I just I don't know what's real anymore right now. Now I have gone through plenty of times where I felt like I was I was the other way. I was 20% delusions, 80% belief in my illness. So it, it varies. Every day is an adventure. And so what I'm basically doing is laughing through the pain right now. So do you want to talk about your delusion? I mean, it's up to you. We can we can go into it a little bit more deeper. Um, do you want to do that? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Because, I mean, what I'm wondering, right? So do you believe, because I've heard people talk about voice to skull technology. Right. Um, and this kind of, uh, was it MKD or um, there, there was MK like... Ultra. MK Ultra, yeah, MK Ultra. That was like a CIA project or something, um, where they were developing this techniques, this technology. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, personally, I don't buy it. Uh-huh. I don't buy it. But, <laughs> okay. I mean, my my explanation is kind of a little more Lords of the Rings sort of thing, rather than. Star Wars, mine's Lord of the Rings, I guess. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, I like that. Like, I like that. You... I'd much rather live in Lord of the Rings than in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So what, what... I mean, so what do you experience... What were you experiencing last time? What If you give us, like, a, give us an insight for people who don't really know what what happens in a, in a, in a severe psychotic break. Yeah, that's a great... That's a great call. Um... So basically, um, you know, throughout the night, uh, things built up and, uh, it was a progression of, uh, I would feel a buzzing or a, like a, like an electric electrical current running through a particular part of my body, let's say my foot. And it would start mm-hmm. out small and then build up and build up on in one foot until it would cramp up my foot and my toes would curl. And, uh, so it would be, you know, if you've ever had a foot cramp that, that curls your toes, you know how bad those can be. And that's what, so that's what would basically happen. Um, I have uh, scoliosis in my back too. And so they love to target my back, uh, where my scoliosis is in my lower back. So I had a lot of lower back pressure and intense pain all night. And as I said, it built now I've been getting worse for a couple of weeks because the voices have told me that my well and this is some people call this like gang stalking you've heard that i'm sure yes i have yeah um so the the voices have told me that some of the people that i am friends with are now they've turned the voices have talked to them and turned these people against me and so i uh so that's one delusion that i struggle with of, of constantly being you know trying to check everyone and see who's telling the truth and who's not. Um, you know, like I said, I vary back and forth a little bit, you know, one way and then the mm-hmm. other, and every day is different. So last night I, what I would do is I would play music or listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video and to drown out their sound of the voices. Mm-hmm. And then I would, uh, 
stop for a minute. And I always have this thing where I think that they're going to give me some valuable information. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I, uh, so I start, I would listen to them occasionally. I would turn off the music, get everything quiet and just listen to the voices. And they would tell me things like, um, this is a worldwide network where everyone is connected voice to skull. Um, and we can all listen to each other. If you just think about someone you can, and, and you listen to them, you can connect with them, uh, brain to brain basically. And you can affect their physical realm as they are affecting mine in the form of you know, static electricity in my body and, and, uh, muscle, uh, spasms and pain. So I went through a thing, Duncan, <laughs> this is going to, uh, this is going to either make you laugh or, or cry or hang up. I don't know, but I went through a thing where I, um, I decided that I, that my family would want me to fight this if there was a way to fight these people. Okay. So what I did is I put together a plan of how to fight. I spent a couple of hours putting together a very detailed plan of how to fight back against the deep state of America <laughs> and a very small, easy, easily attained <laughs> task. <laughs> so I'm telling you, Oh my goodness. And so I put together this plan and then I, uh, I, I, you know, I got, I, I just, I was confused and, and, I was I was I was a little manic, so I I suffer from bipolar uh, schizoaffective disorder, which means that I have the ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm I've recently started taking Cymbalta. Zy- uh, I'm sorry, Cymbalta, mm-hmm. and it has gotten rid of my depression for the first time in my life. And I'm 46 years old, almost 47. Okay. So that is a blessing, but it's also a little bit of a curse because now I am up a lot. I'm elevated a lot, right? Um, I no longer have the lows that come with the depression, but I still sometimes experience the highs that come with the mania or hypomania, whatever, whatever you call it. I mean, I mean, I I would think, you know, I would think that perhaps you're going to say this is that the mania can affect your judgment of the delusions as well. Completely. Because it can, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It can make you. You know, like like uh, like creating a plan against the deep state of uh, of America is would be kind of some kind of hypomania, I would think. You know, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, normal people. Uh, I mean, to you know, to use that word, uh, normal people, do the people who don't have this illness do not go around doing that for fun at, you know, at, th- at three o'clock in the morning on a, on a Saturday night. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, um, you know, so I did that. I, I created the plan. I, uh, then, um, realized after I then I, I ended up talking to my sister at one point, uh, because I needed to reach out to someone and I talked to her and she is my older sister and she's a huge help. Just yeah. one of the best people on the earth. And she's always there for me. And so is my friend Russell. And I talked to him and I talked to my sister and they both said, look, do whatever you need to do. And so I started recording uh, the ambient noise of my living room so that I could record these voices and I would have something on tape. And I just made a part of my plan was I was going to take this recording to an audio engineer 
to break it down and find the voices that are within this audio. Okay, fine. I think um, I think uh, one of the most frustrating aspects of a, of a schizo um, spectrum disorder where you have auditory hallucinations is that nobody else can hear them. You know, it's it's kind of an isolating experience that we go through. That we can hear these hallucinations, but we can't share them with anybody else. It's so isolating. You're that's the perfect word for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know one one thing too that's really hard about that is people don't I think can't fathom how hard it is for you to second guess what your senses are telling you is true. Yeah. Right. Your five, your five, your five senses say, this is what you're seeing or hearing or whatever. And then you have to tell yourself (laughs) these senses that have been supplying this data for 46 years. I now have to not trust those senses. And it's really hard to do. You know, you know, it's like, as if you have to defragment your mind, you have to compartment compartmentalize. You have to you have to separate parts of it so yes. that because some parts are like are just going crazy and you can't trust them anymore. So you've that, got to like right. oh I'll sit in the I'll sit in the side of my mind that still works, you know that and it's weird. But I know exactly what you mean. It's I never You're thought right. about that, but it, it is because everything everything we perceive is going is in our minds and and that's what's malfunctioning so yeah and so for decades your you know as long as you've been alive your brain has been putting these signals into your into your or your you know your senses have been putting these signals into your brain and saying this is what is your reality yeah. and all of us and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> no that well you know and so it's it's like it's basically if i was looking at the television while I'm sitting in the living room with everyone else, you know, sitting around and we're all watching a movie and I don't see a television. I see a pink elephant and I say, guys, what is this pink elephant doing? And everyone else says, that's a television. And I go, oh boy, you know, this is, so you have to, you're exactly, I like what you said though about compartmentalizing. You have to uh, separate these parts of your brain and you, you're a, you learn to identify what are the same normal thoughts and what are my illness thoughts and you know where where do these go where do i put them and then you you draw from which well you feel like drawing from at that time and uh, unfortunately i've heard from a lot of schizoaffective or you know schizo spectrum people who uh enjoy the um the hallucinations and delusions they like that it's exciting to them and i understand that concept Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I subscribe to that as much. I'm not really, I, if I could get rid of these suckers, I would be very happy to, but I will say this, you know, what I'm doing right now is a lot of that compartmentalization that you're talking about because I'm able to function and sound, I'm sure I sound like a normal guy. And, you know, on one, one part of my brain is going absolutely psycho right now going the voice because the voices are talking to me right now and they're hitting my head with these (laughs) rays. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a wild, wild ride. It really is. And, you know, I said also earlier every day, it it is a little exciting that every day is something new. I never know in my life what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, in a way we do go, we're we're privileged that we go through an experience that 99 people out of a hundred will not 
know anything about. Yeah. You know? So we all, we will always have that 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 different that different life experience of other people. You know. So I mean, what I was going to say to you, I'm just about you're telling me about these micro signals, and your fa- and people people turning against you. You know, I if I was a psychiatrist, I would say, you know, well, Tony, that's a persecutory delusion. What right. do you, how do you feel about that? Have, have they told you about that? And have you have you um, considered that? Certainly, and uh, Duncan, I've done a lot of my own research. I mean, mostly because, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, mostly because I am in a low income bracket. I uh, mm-hmm. I get a lot of free health care. And uh, or so you know, subsidized in some way, uh, lower priced, income based healthcare, and so my mental care comes at a reduced cost, and therefore a usually a reduced product that you receive. And so, um, so what I run into is I had to kind of do my own research and school myself, and I've become you know over the last five years. I've become pretty uh, knowledgeable about what all that is, the de- the delusions, the, the different types of delusions and and all of that. So, yeah, and I feel I hear maybe a little concern in your voice, maybe. And I like that. Thank you for that. <laughs> but I do. I do yeah. know what these are and I know how to identify them. And I tell you what's so crazy or funny. Um, whenever something like that happens, I immediately know what it is. Right. So mm-hmm. it's 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 as if my mind is split in two and part of my mind goes, that's true. And the other part goes, well, you know, that's this type of delusion. Right. And I go, yeah, I know. But it's still true. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I say, I've got my own delusion. OK, so my delusion is that people, some people have psychic powers and they can speak to me via telepathy um, and they I'm a targeted individual. So that's kind of my delusion. I don't. I don't dwell on it too much. I kind of let it go out there. I think if I'm hearing voices, I think, okay, it's a psychic phenomenon. And I leave see, it. At, I see. Uh, but, you know, and that, to you, that's probably like, why the hell is he not thinking about microwaves? You know, so, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, you know what well, I mean? Well, I, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to throw you a curveball here because I was just thinking about what's, what we're talking about. And, um, like, in America like the, the movie industry, like they produce some, like the movies they produce today are pretty far out there, like superhero movies. You know, it's not depicting real life. Right. But people, like the general public accept this. You know, so I think a lot of people have kind of like uh, mental issues. You know, they, they think they, they've got their own fantasies. You know, if we don't call them delusions, we can call normal people having fantasies. You know, yes. they believe they're superheroes or they, you know, because I saw on TV about one American guy driving a Batmobile and, right. you know, I'm, you know, do you know, do you know what I'm getting at? It's like, a, oh, totally. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fantastical thoughts that goes in the, in the normal person's life that's out there. You know, now, Duncan, like, is that uh, because think... of Hollywood? Is that a Hollywood thing or is that because I thought that was present in most countries? Is it not? I think I think America, you know, is still ahead in terms of progressive society than the okay. rest of the world. You know, like in Britain, we're more reserved, and if and if you if you're rebellious, you kind of get mocked a little bit or ostracized. Where uh-huh. I think in, in America, 
if you're rebellious, there's going to be a subculture. There'll be a there'll be a subculture for that. So if you're a Star Trek fan, there's there's thousands of people who are also Star Trek fans, and you can yeah. go through a you can go to a conference. But in Britain, like if you if you're a Star Trek fan, yeah, well, okay, fine, it's not a big deal. They don't they're not going to celebrate it. You know, it's kind of we're kind of more. I guess it made me narrow-minded, I suppose. Okay, uh, which right. Is different, I see. Um, whereas there's, there's kind of more like a set life path for people in this country. Whereas mm-hmm. I think in America, you know, to me, I just see like it's, you can have, there's a lot of subcultures, which makes it kind of interesting. Um, right. So that that is kind of where I was coming from. Because I'm just thinking that, um, you know, that... Uh, like uh, art, is it when they say art mimics life or something? Um, you, you know, yes. like like the production of the the popular media is a is a is a reflection of the of the average person's psyche, if you know what I mean. Because so we we see like in like in the nineteen eighties, the films were and the seventies, the films were much more realistic. Like we like in right. uh, in, in an action film, the the guy did not jump off on an airplane to another airplane they would, <laughs> right. they would be they're kind of more normal whereas today yes. that they can like fly and shit you know they can do right yeah stuff. everything everything is a superhero now everybody is exactly. like even exactly. like die hard you know started out as you know just john mcclain you know in yeah. the, up there doing his thing now he's a superhero you know <laughs> yeah. so all all, yeah. all characters in america yeah. eventually turn into a superhero caricature basically yeah, yeah. and and, and I, th- I think that you're exactly right one thing that that, that stuck out to me and what you were saying is that you know rebels because maybe because of our found our founding um the the how we were founded rebels are celebrated in america i'm sure that everybody knows that but they are not just um acceptable rebels are idolized in america and if you are not a rebel then you are what is now just becoming um like hip is a nerd which a nerd is someone of course in america is someone who loves star trek or you know they have they have this one thing Mm -hmm. that's not cool to like that thing you need to be smoking cigarettes and getting drunk or whatever right so uh, that's that that's the cool guy you know okay okay yeah well though to me it's like all the modern films of america like like uh social culture it's all about having a drug dealer on speed dial you know it's this it's much right. more accepted and like getting banged up in prison yeah right. man that's cool you know it's kind of and, and, I, and I like that i like that as well and I just think it's a reflection. It's just the, it's the way society is progressing, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a great and, point. And, yeah, and, and, what, and what you're talking about, rebel culture, yeah, it makes sense. It does actually yeah. Sense. Now, I will say this. I, you know, some, I think that some people, it does affect their, you know, how they end up living their life. Uh, because, like you said, life imitates art. And so there's definitely an element of that in America, I believe. Now, you know, when you have a situation like mine, I don't believe that mine, what happened to me was basically this to boil it all down. Excuse me. I, I started hearing voices first and what I had, what my brain did was said, 
well, I have to figure, I have to decide what that is that I'm hearing, right? What is that? Mm. And so my brain said, okay, well, um, is it someone in the other room? Is it someone, you know, now I'm hearing way too many voices for it to be someone in the other room. And I'm hearing them way too clearly. How am I hearing all these voices? Who are these people? Why are they in my head? So I went through, you know, hundreds of scenarios of what this could be. So for me, a a sort of uh, idealization of what my life could be like, I, I wasn't really there because I'll tell you, Duncan, here's the deal. Uh, you're, this is going to blow your mind. When I was in my uh, early uh, 20s to, uh, so from about 20 to age 30, about 10 years, I was a traveling rock and roll musician really? in America. Wow. Yeah. So you want to talk about the rebel culture? I was it, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I lived that life of a rock and roll, you know, every night in a different bar across the country, just playing and playing gigs and uh and so you know so well it was it was a great it was a great fun 10 years for sure it was my career during that time you know and um i still play music uh you know still love music but it's not my real thing anymore um but yeah it's so i already had a life like that and then i was ready to get out of that and i didn't feel like i needed anymore superhero life when i got out of the band scene i was ready for a normal life so when this hit me it was more of a oh dang what is this now you know it was it it definitely wasn't any kind of an idealization that somehow brought me into delusional thinking it was (laughs) all, all of a sudden i'm hearing these voices what do i do now but you know but you know when i said persecutory you know, that's where I would say it is because you believe you're a targeted individual. Yes. And yeah, man. So maybe you got to work on that. You know, you kind of like, a, I don't know, man. It's just because, because I know it can be quite a scary place to be because I've believed that I've been a targeted individual as well, you know, and it's, and it's kind of can be frightening and stressful, you know, so, so stressed, so just scary. Why do, why, do you believe, why do you believe in something which is kind of easy and harmless, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I love that. Well, real quick then, let me interrupt and ask you, if I may. And of course, you know, I don't know what you do on the show, I, but but uh, can you tell me what you're, who, who's targeting you? Or would you rather not say? Okay, so at the moment, I believe that it's psychic, and I believe that a couple of my friends have have a telepathic power. Uh-huh. That's what I currently believe, and I, you know, I don't I don't think about it too much, but that's my current belief. But in the right. past, I have thought about uh, religious cults. Yes. Um, I have thought about a technology in my head. Um, I have thought about. The FBI, aliens. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Aliens. I'm on that train. Yeah. Of all of that stuff, I've gone through all of that, and yes. I've let all of it go, apart from the psychic activity. Um, yes. And and I, and I kind of think the voices can't hurt me, um, and and I can and I can and I can gain information which may be useful. Um, 
so I just I don't try to do anything special. I just lead my life normally. But I I kind of think that's what I experience. Yeah, and- I love it. I wish that I could get to a place like you said of you know of believing in that the, if if you're gonna have delusions, it would obviously be great if they weren't that big of a deal, right? Like mm-hmm. if if they were. Uh, oh no, there's one guy thinking about me in Toledo, Ohio. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, that would be much better than the yeah. deep state. You Less know? stressful, right? Less stressful. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and so, uh, how, well, how long, first of all, does medicine work for you uh, to clear up any of your delusions or hallucinations? So, so I um, I take a lanzapine, which was Iprexa. Right. Um, I take 12.5 milligrams and I still hear voices daily. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing voices daily since 2010. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Um, and I, I just put music on or yeah. I just sit there and, but I, I'm determined to go on with myself, go on with my life. You know, I'm not, I don't want to. I'm I'm determined, you know. I've got a I've got a strong determ a determined streak in me, and um, you know, so, and like the person who's who's psychically harassing me, I have attempted to confront them, and I have, and I have posted on Facebook, please, please stop, you know. So yeah, I mean, I have done things like that where that's difficult because it's kind of unprecedented, but. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I believe, you know? Right. Okay. Well, I was just wondering if you like for me, medicine, um, and you know, like I said, the Cymbalta has basically, I hate to use the word, but really it's been eight months now and I have not had a depressive episode in eight months. So, you know, that's the longest I've ever gone. So that's great. But the, uh, the, you know, I just started within Vega now, uh, Duncan, I've taken over 20 different, uh, antipsychotic medications in the last five years. So I, it's, and none of them have touched the voices at all. So go ahead. Yeah. I I mean, for one, one thing I would say, I mean, my doctor won't change my medication. I can't change a lanzapine. You know, she's like, uh, no, we can change the dosage, but we're not changing the drug. So I'm like, okay, fine. So, um, but the only thing I would say is that maybe you need to give it some time as well on a right. if you've been changing that amount of drugs in that short period of time yeah you, ha- you probably haven't been on them for long enough okay. i don't know mate, i don't know i can't make that judgment but i'm just saying right as a possibility that might be it but it might not be but that's all i would say you know i appreciate that and that input yeah i mean it's definitely something to look at because you know in five years being on you know that many I mean, that's a different drug every three months. So you're leading us to say, well, if the drugs don't work, what the hell is it, right? No, not at all. Uh, what I was wondering is, you know, is, so if the, are the drugs working for you? Well, it's a lot easier, you know, and then I was going to say, well, they don't work for me. Um, it's a lot easier, I think, to curtail your delusions when the drugs are helping, right? And oh, definitely, um, definitely, yeah. it's a lot easier to not listen to those voices when the uh, antipsychotic medication you're on has deadened them a little bit, made them quieter, it's way easier yeah. to uh, to av- avoid them. And and but so I, I will say this though. Here's the thing. I you know I went 
for probably a year out of the last, well, a good six months out of the last uh, five years where I never, ever listened to the voices and they still irritated me because I knew they were there. And in moments where I got caught without my earbuds in and a podcast playing or without music available where I could not drown them out and I was just sitting in silence somewhere, that was a that was the scariest moment for me. But, you know, I went about six months straight where I never dealt with them at all. And I, w- I felt like I was on my way to recovery, you know, or as much as, as, as one can. And then I guess in the last year, I would call it a relapse that I have gone backwards. And, you know, I and it's weird that I've gone backwards while my depression was fixed for the first time in my life after 46 years. I mean, you so, know something. I mean, my antidepressants—they also work for me as well. Um, but the antipsychotics—they can't. It works to a certain extent, but it doesn't doesn't do everything. Yeah. So. Right. 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 Well, I like what I like your idea, though. I like the concept of, you know, let's, you know, you can't ever prove delusions. That's kind of the definition, right? Is that they are, you are deluded. You do not, you're not thinking correctly. Um, And so, you know, I make up uh, evidence and, and I connect things that aren't connected. And, and then everyone else says, Hey, tone, you know, you're, you're connecting these two things and they're really not connected or that thing doesn't really mean what you think, what you're saying it means you know, it's just an occurrence, not a fact or a, a smoking gun. And so, you know, I, I do, I think that a, Duncan, as I get better, I think that I will, as time goes on, I think that I will one someday find the right medication. It took me eight years to find the right, uh, depression medication. So, you know, I've been in this five years, who knows, maybe, on year 10 where you're at, I will find something. But um, the other thing is, you know, I am hopeful. I believe that I have the tools to fix this. And I've just been in a bad place recently. And I think I'll turn it around. You know, I really do. Okay, man. I think, you know, we've gone slightly over time today. So we're going to wrap it up. I just want to say a few more things. Tony does have his own podcast. Um, what is your podcast? It's Kick the Cool, is it? Yes, it's it's a comedy podcast where me and my two siblings, um, and I know that it's a little strange after the discussion we just had, <laughs> to say, go listen to this comedy, but hey, maybe you need a good laugh after this. Um, <laughs> but it's a comedy podcast, and we just started this year, and it's called Kick the Cool, and uh, it's me and my two siblings where we, it's a review show, where we give you the reviews you didn't know you needed. So we get we we review things that you didn't even know you wanted to be reviewed, right? Yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into that. And and what I'll do is I'll put a dis- I'll put a link in the description of this episode. That'd be and great. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure, Tony. It's slightly different today because um, you know, it was a there, there was a real natural flow, I think, with this with this 
you're you're a great talker. I think you know. And, and hey, you're, thank you. you know, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think Duncan, I felt like we could have gone on for three hours. Yeah, really. we could have gone on for longer. I know, but um, but my 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 podcast host people wouldn't have let me put any more episodes up. So oh, I see. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Great and, talking to you. Yeah, and one last thing: what type of music do you like? So I can add that on to the end of the show. Oh, that oh, what a hard choice. Um, right now, I am really into the band Haim, H-A-I-M. Okay. Um, what, and, what, what music do they play? Oh, oh it's it's kind of a, well, it's a three-girl band, and uh, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit electronic, but it's very mellow and fun. So. Okay, cool. I'll look them up, and I will try and play something of that time. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, man. So I think we can end there here. Um, it was really fantastic. Great pleasure to speak with you, Tony. And uh, I wish you all the success with your podcast. And, and I hope both of us can maybe one day deal with our delusions. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Duncan, thanks for having me on. And I tell you, I, you know, I'm glad that you're able to deal with your delusions better than I am right now. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that, yeah, that you can That's right. I'm going to. I'm going to do that today <laughs> after I go to sleep. <laughs> okay. You think we're okay, baby, you're dreaming. You brought this on us and you don't know how deep it got. No, you don't know how much it hurts. You can't hide.